the Beacon Drive-In Studios in Spartanburg, South Carolina. Fox Sports 1498.3 FM presents Start Your Engine. 20 years of trying, 20 years of frustration. Dale Earnhardt will come to the caution flag to win the Daytona 500. Here is your racing team for today. Show producer Ronnie Black. Local action from winning car builder and owner Alan Hill. Track reporter and racing insider Nelson Crozier. Former NASCAR team manager and author Greg Moore. Now, here's your host for Start Your Engines, racing historian and author, Harry Allen Wood. Gentlemen, start your Good morning and welcome to the penultimate edition of Start Your Engines for 2020. <laughs> I learned that word this week. No, actually, I... I think a lot of people learned a lot of words this week. <laughs> <laughs> I knew that one, though. That's uh, I think I first read that in Shakespeare or something. But anyway, good morning, Greg. Well, I'm doing a whole lot better than I did last week. We had two great, two great guests, and, and I, I laid out on y'all. I couldn't... I couldn't much help it. Well, that's okay. You're here today, and we won't dwell on that haunted show we had last week, because I tell you, Alan, how are you doing this morning? Doing good, Perry. We had a heck of a show last week with uh, commercials not working and me hanging up on the guest and whatever else happened. I listened to it Monday, and it, it was a pretty funny show. Oh, yeah. <laughs> but, uh, yep, this is our next to last show for 2020, and... Uh, we have a great guest. Who did you line up for this week, Greg? Well, uh, we got uh, Mr. Mike Helton, who always does the, the end end of the race, end of the season. Yep. And uh, I understand that Alan here has got his brother, who's been just flogging along at it with, the, with them sporty cars. So I guess y'all handled that. And that's he's going to be a good one. Yeah, both of them are going to be good. One. Yeah, Mike Helton, uh, he does our first show and our last show, but we had him in the middle, you know, when we came back from the the uh, pandemic break. So it was good to have uh, Mike on three times this year. And he's, I, did you tell me he actually called you and said he wanted to be on? He didn't want to be on the last show. He wanted to be on this weekend. Yeah, I mean that that is pretty good that, when. That, uh, Vice Chairman of NASCAR calls you up and says, "I want to be on your show this week and not not another week." Well, you know, we had a little bit of just a little bit of confusion uh, there for a few weeks with the Carolina games, which of course we got to work with the Carolina games. I'm a Gamecock fan, and well, we're in the clear for the rest of this oh, year. Yeah, but it, we was little. But Mike really insisted he wanted to be, you know, at Phoenix, and if we did a follow up show, which we're going to. A review show and everything. He wanted he wanted to do it like he's always done it, and that I was really impressed with that. He he said, you know, I was looking at time frame and it being the last race, and uh, but no, he he jumped at the opportunity, and he always helps us out. And well, I'm just impressed that he called us before we had a chance to call him. That's, that's that uh, was amazing. That's pretty good. And uh, of course, Mike Hill's a great guest, and I think he listens to the show about every week and. He's involved with the WeatherTech uh, Cadillac, the Wheeling Engineering car, which uh, had a good third-place finish last week, but kind of got ganged up on a little bit. And in case we don't have much of a time to talk about it, uh, I actually watched the end of that race live on my phone on NBC Gold. 
And it actually, um, it was over by the time it came on at 6 o'clock on a regular television. It was a same-day delay, and I was texting back and forth with uh, Alan about it. And, Alan, you don't, you just don't like team orders, do you? Because they, they let um, Ricky Taylor win. They told uh, Montoya to move over and let Taylor win because he was the higher up in the standings, and it gave them a better chance of... Uh, Locking up the WeatherTech Championship, but uh, don't like it at all. Just like the eleven and the twenty last week at Martinsville, the twenty had a faster car and got up there and was racing the eleven car right there, and the eleven car needed them spots, and he's sitting there crying on the crying on the radio. What's the twenty car running me so hard for? Because he's not coming because back he's next not year. Coming back, <laughs> and he got his team that works their tails yep. off on that car. And you got your sponsors. Yep. And I mean, why should you, just because he's, well, look at the full car, had a bad weekend. Right. Had a bad three races. And, and I mean, that's uh, that's part of racing. You race, you, when you put that helmet on, you ain't supposed to have no friends. No. No. And we bumped into that so bad. When they first started the idea, you know, with the team car, the two car team thing has never been nothing new. But. We always kept them as separate identities. They got to race each other just as hard as the other one. And we got into a deal where, with Former and Parnetti battling it out at Lime Rock. And Ford said, well, they, 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 George goes up there and wrecks. I said, well, if he catches, if he catches Parnelli and blows by him, it don't make no difference. But what if they crash? So anyway, they reluctantly gave the board out and everything. Of course, George, he's shaking his head. No, and finally, I think Brandon Andy went out there and shook up about a five-pound sled. If former, if we, it, it, that was that was that was wrong. And and uh, you, when you're out there, you're supposed to run against your brothers. Look at how many brothers they will race each other like crazy. Yeah. If it ain't for real, it ain't racing. It's got to be fast. And uh, you you can't have these sneaky rules and team management and doing this team. What, you look at Eric Jones doesn't sit there and run 450 laps around Martinsville and then comes up and now I got to sit here and run behind another boy? No. Uh-uh. uh-uh. Well, that's, that's when you move them out of the way. <laughs> it's been a, it's been going on in racing forever. Even I mean, I, I have read historical things about the uh, about the auto union teams and things back uh, before uh, before World War II, you know, in the 30s with those big silver auto unions with uh, Rudolf Caraciola and uh, uh, some of those guys, Tazio Nuvolari. I mean, I'm really going back almost 100 years. Do you know them cars actually still, had 600 horsepower? Oh, they were unbelievable. They were rear engine. I mean, they were way ahead of their time, but they, they uh, would let... You know, whoever was doing the best, and the, they didn't exactly have a point standings until 1950, but they would still tell one to move over and let the other one win. And it's just been going on for a long time. Ferrari's done it. All these big teams that have always had multiple cars. Uh, but yeah, Bud Moore, he had those multiple cars uh, in the Trans Am series, not so much in, in uh, Grand National. Sometimes, um, 1960. Five, he had those two sixty-four Mercuries that ran so well, but uh, I, I, I don't know Bud Moore. Th- uh, I know him very well, but 
I just can't imagine him telling one of them to move over and let the other one buy. I don't. Yeah, he, I don't, he wouldn't want it done. <laughs> I don't think that would have happened. It was from a higher up at Ford Motor Company. Well, I, but I was talking, well, yeah, but I mean, I was thinking about specifically those Mercuries. And speaking of Bud Moore, we're going to do our um, Veterans Day tribute. Now, Ver- Veterans Day is November the 11th, and that comes on a Wednesday, you know, right in between this show and the last show. So um, I just thought we'd do it this week. Because uh, before Memorial, uh, not Memorial Day, Veterans Day instead of after it. So at 1120, I'm going to play the piece that I did. Uh, I play it every, uh, as close as I can to Veterans Day. It's, it's kind of our tribute, but it's Bud Moore talking about World War II. Um, when I interviewed him to write it, his biography. And he um, talks about capturing the um, German headquarters. Him and a Jeep driver. And it's it's uh it's fascinating i've heard it a thousand times i could i could hear it a thousand more if you haven't heard it uh stay tuned for it it's it's really good and if you if you uh have heard it you might want to hear it again because it's uh i'm not a veteran um i don't think anybody in this room is but we thank our veterans who uh did what they did for our freedom and some of them came back some of them didn't but uh, Bud Moore with five purple hearts and two bronze stars and everything he did is uh, was quite a man. And I just, other than wanting to honor him and his memory, it's the perfect thing to play for Veterans Day. Exactly, and, exactly. And, I, and one thing, Perry, I want, I want to point out to you, Perry's been such good friends with the family, Went been racing, growed up together, and Perry was there to ask the right questions. And Bud was in the daddy was in the talkative mood, and it, it was a hell of an interview. I mean, yeah, it's it's, it's, it's a uh, good interview, and and it, it 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 it's great. Not just because it's daddy, but uh, what is the heck of a story? Yeah, <laughs> he captured like thirty people, him and another guy. Yeah, and uh, it's a uh, it's a heck of a story. So anyway, we'll play that at eleven twenty. You want to stay tuned for that. So actually, we've got an action. Action-packed show now, Alan. Do we have a whole lot of local things going on? I got a little bit going on. Got Harris going on, and they're going to start a little bit earlier today. So uh, any of our listeners that's planning on going up there to Harris today, they're going to have drivers meeting up there at Harris at 3 o'clock. So you need to be getting ready to go on up there. Well, that's, uh, weather shouldn't be a problem. It's a little warmer than normal for this time of year, yeah. but uh, I don't think it's going to rain till the middle of next week when Ada... Yeah, the, the Greek hurricane comes up close to here, and um, it should just be a beautiful fall evening. Uh, go out to your track, whichever ones are open, and Alan will tell us all about that later. And uh, and see some racing before uh, before they close up for the winter. Nobody runs all winter, right, Alan? They'll uh, not they're all getting ready to close up. Are y'all getting ready to close up? Uh, about the last race is going to be at Cherokee. It'll be Thanksgiving weekend where they had the, what's called the World Crown Four-Cylinder Nationals at, at Cherokee Speedway. And that's the weekend after Thanksgiving. Always a big deal at Cherokee Speedway there. And uh, then they kind of close it down till the, about the weekend after Daytona. But you're done for the year. Yeah. Well, we pretty much done for the year. I mean, if they was to throw a a race on, I could possibly get a race car ready. Especially if they offered that big ching ching. Oh, yeah. Big ching ching. For some reason, 
So that seems with, that seems to draw your attention a little bit, yours and Danny's a little bit more than, well, than when it ain't no ain't no big ching ching. Just a big trophy. <laughs> I like them big trophies. Danny likes them big cardboard checks. <laughs> oh yeah, they'll give you them big cardboard. Or checks. He likes a big cardboard check. Well, it was like, about a year ago you brought the trophy here, didn't you? Yeah. I mean, that, that was Thunder towards Armor. about the last race of the season, yeah. wasn't it? About the big Thunder Bomber Classic uh, that they had, and for some reason they had the Thunder Bomber Classic, but didn't run our division this year. Mm. So uh, we had to sit it out. Well, that's too bad. But um, they had another. They got another division that's here. It's, they call it the Street Stock Division. It's actually six oh two crate motors, but we can possibly run a, a open motor, but we have to put a two barrel carburetor on it. And uh, I'm working on a deal right now. Me and Mr. Wilson. My man, Mr. Wilson. My man, Mr. Wilson. Now, you got to get him on the show next year. If we do this show next year, I want to see him I in call, I called him right before I come in this morning. I said, Gates is opening at Harris at 1 o'clock and driver's meeting's at 3. He said, well, I'm glad you called because I wouldn't plan on going up there to 5 o'clock. I said, well, it'd be about <laughs> half over. <laughs> gonna, yeah, I believe he's going to be a little bit late. Yeah. Well, it's that deal. We did crown a champion last night. They had the final truck race out at Phoenix, and uh, it came down to, uh, I tell you, it was, I felt bad um, for Moffitt. He had the thing in the bag with about three laps to go, three or four laps to go. He uh, was winning the race, had like a four-second lead, and ended up finishing 10th. They had a crash. Um, I tell you, and when it happened, it showed uh, they went to this, truck spinning around and I looked at Hannah, she was sitting there watching it with me kind of with a fish eye like uh, that was a convenient for a four second lead's going to evaporate to nothing for a green white checker finish but I'm not saying NASCAR did anything fishy there but I tell you what Brett Moffat had that thing in his back pocket and ended up finishing 10th they had the restart and it came down to Sheldon Creed and Zane Smith um, battling it out, and their teammates. So, um, and, the, and the third place truck was Chandler Smith, but Sheldon Creed, a 23 year old from Alpine, California, pulled it out and won the race. And um, I think you're going to hear more about him. He's been in Xfinity already. I think he's uh, he's dabbled in all several different classes. But the final point standings for uh, the trucks came down to Sheldon Creed, and he drives a Chevrolet, and he's the champion. Zane Smith was second. Brett Moffitt was third. Fourth was Grant Enfinger. And those were your um, four that were in the, the final playoffs. Enfinger, uh, I thought he might have. In fact, I was pulling for him when they came and had this restart because he, uh, he pulled it out the week before at Martinsville to get into Final Four. So I just wanted to see him make it all the way, but he didn't. He finished fourth in the standings. And then the other car trucks that were not in the final four, Matt Crafton finished fifth, Austin Hill sixth, Ben Rhodes seventh, Christian Eckes eighth, Tyler Ankrum ninth, and like I said, uh, uh, no, I was, no, Moffitt was tenth in the race. Uh, ninth uh, was Ankrum and tenth was Todd Gilliland. I'll get it straight in a minute. So that was the point standings and how they're finished. The trucks are done. They will not run again till Daytona. And they will have uh, Hallie Deegan will be uh, moving there full time, as Nelson has told us. 
And today at 5 o'clock, we will determine, uh, we will uh, start the race to determine Xfinity champion. And Xfinity, um, of course, uh, our local driver, uh, Clements, Jeremy Clements, um, he's going to finish 13th, whether, no matter what happens, he's, he's got that in the bag. He uh, finished um, 15th at Martinsville last week. But your final four in the um, Xfinity series are uh, Chase Briscoe, who won nine races, Justin Allgaier, Justin Haley, and Austin Sendrick in the Penske car. So uh, it's coming down to those four. And I'm sure uh, there'll be some of the other Xfinity cars and drivers that will we'll get in there and mix it up with them. They don't care if uh, who's uh, who's running for the point championships. They're not. They're looking out for themselves. Yeah, they're there to win a race too. And they're there to win a race too, and they're not going to worry about getting in the point standings way. And I think Harvey's in the Cup race tomorrow definitely is looking at that, and we'll talk about that a little later. Well, Greg, I tell you, at one time, if you could win a race, that puts you in the what to call a winner circle program. Oh yeah, it was a big deal. I yeah, don't, I don't know if they still have that or not, but they do. They do, from what I'm understanding, uh, Alan. But uh, when they done the uh, franchise situation, well, we're going to be talking to man here in a minute, so we can find out some of these things. You know, not everybody, everybody bad. used to call. Me. Everybody used to ask me. They said I'd look. At One time circle. we had to win two races to get on the winter circle. Well, everybody used to ask me. They said, "How come a man back here running twentieth made more money than the guy running fourth or fifth? I said he's on the winter circle program. They looked at me like what? I said, well, "If you won a race the year before, they paid you so much just to be at the race the next time or whatever." Yeah, and it really plus, plus you got Goodyear tires. You got like four sets of Goodyear tires free because you're on the Winter Circle program. Well, you notice they don't put who how much money you won anymore. They quit doing that a couple of years ago. Who right. knows how much but, they won? But that did that Winter Circle program did help a lot. Uh, we're gonna take a break right here. Take our first break, and uh, while we're right on schedule, and come back with Mike Helton. You're listening to Start Your Engines on Fox Sports Spartanburg. There's no points racing here. Greg, Perry, Ronnie, and Nelson are racing to win. You're listening to Start Your Engines on Fox Sports 1498.3 FM. Speedy Lube in Inman says to save time is to lengthen life for you and your car. Let Speedy Lube, Asheville Highway in Inman, lengthen the life and performance of your vehicle. Speedy Lube offers professional ASC certified mechanical service for your car. Be it an oil change, AC work, tires, brakes, front end, or any type of major or minor repair. Trust Speedy Lube in Inman. Open weekdays from 8 till 6. For fast, fair, and friendly service, visit Speedy Lube, Asheville Highway in Inman. Fox Sports 1400 now has an app. Like mozzarella sticks? No, it's an app for your phone. My phone is hungry? Okay, so for the rest of you. Download the Fox Sports 1400 app today with our elite audio text line. Just search Fox Sports 1400 in Google Play or the App Store. Download our app today by searching Fox Sports 1400. Man, I need a new car, but I have no idea where to look. Have you tried Impex Pre-Owned at Bowling Springs? Pre-Owned? 
I'm not looking for something with lots of mileage on it. That's why you need to go to Impex Pre-Owned, because they have a huge selection of new model cars and trucks with low mileage. Well, that sounds great, but i got to stick to my budget. And that's another reason why you need to check out Impex Pre-Owned. New model cars with low mileage at thousands less than you'll find anywhere else. Call Yvette today at 864-327-9297 or check out ImpexPreOwned.com. Impex Pre-Owned. Quality used cars made easy. Get ready for a slam dunk during the Nissan Now Sales event at Greer Nissan. It's Markdown Madness, and you'll score big with huge savings and low payments on all your favorite Nissan models. Get in the zone in an all-new 2020 Nissan Sentra for only $129 per month. Take your pick. You can drive a 2020 Nissan Altima or Rogue for only $199 per month. Or score a new Titan pickup and save up to 30% off. Get big savings on our large selection of used vehicles, too. And if you need credit, come and get it. Bench those high payments and slam dunk on savings during the Nissan Now Sales event at Greer Nissan today. Low prices, big selection, and committed to quality customer service. Come see us on Wade Hampton Boulevard or shop online at GreerNissan.com. Call 864-479-1197 for more details. Are you sick of all the cookie-cutter, boring barbershops? If so, you need to visit the Ironspur Barber Company in Hillcrest Shopping Center. At the Ironspur Barber Company, professionalism and customer service is their top priority. Owner A.J. West makes sure that every customer gets exactly the haircut they want when they sit in his chair. So if you want to get your hair cut like you like it and in a fun, man cave-like environment, then give A.J. a call at 864-466-5289. The Ironspur Barber Company offers military and first responder discounts, and everyone is always welcome, even Clemson fans. First-time visitors mention this ad and get $5 off. Call for an appointment today at 466-5289. Fox Sports 1400 on FM at 98.3 is presented by Upstate Logistics. Upstate Logistics, moving your business and Spartanburg forward. And welcome back to Start Your Engines on Fox Sports Spartanburg. And it's my pleasure to welcome for the third time this year, Mike Helton. Good morning, Mike. Good morning. How are you guys doing? We're doing great. And thanks for squeezing us in. Yeah, Mike, we really appreciate taking the time out to, you know, to do the last race. And, you know, for years and years, you've always done, done Daytona in the last race. And uh, uh, how's the weather out there? The weather going to be okay? Uh, I think it's gorgeous right now. And they got a little bit of a chance of rain, but not much in our area. I think it may be other parts of the Phoenix marketplace. But right now it's in the 70s and just absolutely gorgeous here That's at the great. racetrack. Mike, it's been a great year. It's been a weird year and since we talked last, which is when we came back and racing started again uh, with all the multiple races at Darlington and running five races in a week and all the crazy stuff that happened, uh, you know, like in the middle of the season to get caught up. I don't see how it could have turned out any better. I think the racing's been really, really good. Uh, the racing has been good, and that's a contributor that's contributed to the the race teams themselves just simply putting their uh, part together through all this unusualness in 2020 and delivering from their side and it's really remarkable the different places we've done the different things we've do had to do and their their engagement in it to get it done we were sitting here last night watching the final truck race of the year just amazed at the the fact that we got every NASCAR event that we had had scheduled for 2020 done, and we're finishing up the 
ARCA West here today, the Xfinity this afternoon, and the Cup tomorrow. And uh, that's been a a collaborative effort of everybody in our industry to make that happen. And, you know, it's been a, a, an unusual year. It's been a, a good deal of a strain on us, but the, the, the strength that come out of it is uh, that our industry is is capable of figuring things out and, and pressing on. And that's what I think we'll go home with after the season's over with that, you know, 2020 dealt us an unusual deck of cards and we, we, we played the game the best we could and, and feel pretty good about it. Yeah. And, uh, last night, uh, that wasn't an exciting race. I, I, I felt bad for Moffitt because he had the thing in his back pocket and, and <laughs> until the very end there. And, but it looks like you got a nice champion with Sheldon, um, Creed. It is. I think, you know, when you get to, to, even in the past when we were doing points all year long, uh, the champion is a champion and then they, they earned it. They, they worked hard for it and they got it. And, and now with our playoffs that add a lot of interest to it and enthusiasm, you know, you can go from the, the thrills of victory to the agony of defeat. And, and last night was a perfect example between the 23 truck and, and the 98 truck, uh, both in a couple of laps there could have been the champion and the two and the 21 ended up making the pit stop before that last green flag and, and drove their hearts out and the, the two came out the champion. And then that's a, I mean, that was just an incredible event to watch last night. Yeah. No doubt about it, Mike. And you know, me and you talked about this maybe a year or so ago, uh, this was such a unique situation this year where you had everything from a, from, from a presidential election to a, to a doggone uh, flu that's, that's out of hand and just a lot of things. And I said, you watch, I told a lot of people and all reporters, rail birds, et cetera, and they said, NASCAR knows how to pull these deals off. They'll, they'll set the standard. They'll have masks on the people, have social distance, and NASCAR done it for the football guys, got it figured out or anything. And I think that's just a tribute to strength of NASCAR they've had all these years. Uh, it, it plus some good competitors and everything. But my, one thing I did want to mention, and, and we always mention things positive, uh, and we've heard a little bit of flack about Kevin Harvick winning nine races and 25 top top fives and uh, once again we kind of just starting to hear a little bit of echo about about maybe a little more attention to winners but i don't know if there's any way to adjust it or or if y'all thought about it but uh i, I know that that draws some attention from some people of course it's fair for yeah, everybody but the, the, the model does reward winners and then you know it was heartbreaking in martinsville to see a guy that that I think the entire industry and all of our fans and everybody involved in the sport, if you were making your final four for Phoenix's event, the four car was automatically one of them. But that's the beauty of live sports. And even with the wins that he had and that the, the cushion that it gave him for a long period of time as we went through each cutoff cycle, uh, the, the more recent wins meant more so mm-hmm. you know I, I i take the position that winning is the way to win in nascar and the wins are important 
And when we get into the playoff cycle, uh, the way the, the playoff format is made, uh, you can win races and get you in them, but you got to win races in those cycles to stay in them. And, and uh, it was heartbreaking for, for the, the four, four car last week in Martinsville. But the flip side of that was is the nine car had to win a race to get to the final four, and he did that. So oh, it, it's it's tough. I know for Harvick fans to say, why is my guy not there in Phoenix in that Final Four? It's tough on Harvick, and he's handled it extremely professionally as the athlete that he is. But that's the agony of, of what real live sports is all about. And and um, you, you got winners and you got folks that just come up a little short of winning. And, and that's right. I think that's what the world's all about today. I think it is, too. And. It's just like in football. You have one game to go bad, just like in racing, and it can turn your momentum around, a lot of things. So uh, the thing I like, NASCAR got them up on top of them steering wheels, I'll tell you that. And uh, when it gets down to the nitty-gritty, you, 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 you can tell it. We're talking to Mike Helton, the vice chairman of NASCAR. Mike, it's going to be some a lot of changes next year and it's right around the corner this off season will be over before you know it and you've got a lot of new venues and exciting places to go racing and uh, and road courses and uh we're going back to nashville and uh, i like that the circuit of the americas in austin texas it's just going to be a it's going to be an exciting season i can't wait to get it started well, everybody can. I mean, you know, one thing is, is we'd like to just wrap up 2020, put a bow on it and say, thank you very much. We're going to go on now. Uh, but, but as the, as, as the, as the, as the schedules get introduced for 21, our, our, our cup and Xfinity schedules have got a lot of new, uh, opportunities on it. And, and what we've learned in recent years is that our industry, our fans, uh, our followers, they, they want us to mix it up more than, than we've done in the past. And that's what we're following. We're following that, that, that influence from those, those very important stakeholders in our sport. And that's why you see the maneuvering around between, uh, the NASCAR tracks and, and Marcus Smith at Speedway Motorsports. Everybody's engaged and, and, and saying, okay, how can we, how can we move this around and shake it up a little bit and, and come up with these, schedules like we're going to have in 21 and i think that's that's one of our greatest strengths is being able to to be nimble and and respond to the to the stakeholders uh, suggestions and the wishes and and make it all make sense so you know it's it's going to be 21 is going to be fun it's uh the dakota road america the dirt track in bristol the dirt track oh uh, man it's it's, it's just going to be it's just going to be an exciting year and you got new teams and uh, of course we're going to say goodbye to jimmy johnson tomorrow and uh uh as a driver and uh and then next year hello to michael jordan and, a, and another new team and it's just uh it's an ebb and flow and i, I know it's going to be um Probably uh, for a lot of people, a, a very sentimental moment when um, you have to say goodbye to Jimmy Johnson. Well, and we've had to do that through our history. We we've gone through cycles, and you guys will know and and, and remember when you know it, it was tough to see Kelly Yarbrough and Richard Petty and David Pearson get out of the car, but and it was. But we we had. 
characters that came in and kept us engaged in the sport. And I think we're going through another one of those cycles. Uh, Jimmy is, is the history books will be a whole lot more kind to Jimmy than I think the current media is because of his, his abilities and the things that he did in our sport, the five consecutive seven totals and those, that's just, he's a phenomenon and he's such a great individual himself. Clint Boyer getting out of the car, going into the booth. Yep. Clint's going to be very much involved in the sport through Fox's uh, broadcast window, and he, he's such a character that I, I predict that that Boyer's going to be a bigger uh, contributor to the sport as a broadcaster, maybe as a driver, but he's been a great contributor as a driver, too. So we've got all these these moments happening, and, and it's happened before. We The calendar catches up with us, and then we flip it over, and there's a new bunch of bunch of folks ready to move in and then take over and and we're going through another one of them cycles you know more recently it's been jeff gordon and dale jr and tony stewart and, right and and so we're you know we're we're just in one of those cycles but the good thing is is we've got a lot of talent yes that's working their way up through the arca series the truck series the xfinity series that keeps that pipeline and those seats full and and Great characters. Uh, this, uh, the Arca West race today, we're going to see teenagers run uh, for the West Championship out here in the Arca Menard Series. The Xfinity race, you know some of those drivers that are already moving up to the Cup next year, but the others that will be soon. Um, and and so that gives us a, a lot of uh, faith and, and, and comfort in knowing that, that that pipeline of characters, as tough as it is to say goodbye to someone like Jimmy, and him not, it's going to feel funny with the race with him not in it, uh, and Clint not in them. But, but there are those that are going to come along, and they're going to make this sport uh, go right along. Well, NASCAR's always, y'all have always had it set up to where that works. And Mike, like I said, yeah. appreciate you coming on. I do want to clarify one thing I said earlier when I mentioned Apollo thirteen. Uh, NASCAR got everything thrown at it. It could possibly get thrown at negatively <laughs> as far as and turn out with a good season that a lot of people yeah. satisfied. I mean, not as many people got to see it live as they wanted to, but uh, yeah. that was meant as a compliment. That's like, you know, NASCAR can do sometimes impossible things. They just have a knack for it. Just good people. Okay, but, good people. but we'll let you go, Mike, and appreciate it. All right, guys. Thank you all for, for sharing the, the, the passion and the and the, the thrill of NASCAR, and you guys have fun there in South Carolina, and and uh, we'll uh, we'll see how all this wraps up here in Phoenix this weekend. Okay. So thank you for thank giving you, me Mike. time, on. Thank you, Mike. And all right, we, guys. Hopefully, we'll talk to you next February. Okay, I hope so too. Thank you. All right, thank you. That's uh, Mike Helton, who said he had a, a meeting in five minutes, so. He's 10 minutes late for his meeting. I believe, I believe he is. <laughs> well, you know, Mike always tells us like it late. is. And, I think and, they'll wait for him. Yeah. You know. Yeah, they'll, they'll wait on him. When, when the, when, that's like I told him. When, when everybody's wrong, the boss is always right. Yeah, well. Oh, that's, the way, that's the way that stuff's supposed to work. But, you know, Mike's been awful good to us all these years. And, uh, you know, we can openly talk talk to him about stuff. And I'm glad you brought up the Harvick thing because that needed to be mentioned, and he um, he answered it. He answered it. They got they had to do something when we were, if you go back several years ago, and there was a lot of suspect these guys kind of riding around. Well, put it this way: use at Bristol. 
when Richard Petty failed to make the race up there, and I think Terry Labonte was the current past champion, so Terry got that spot. So then they was talking about making a second provisional champion for Richard Petty, which it did not happen. But if you don't perform, you shouldn't be there. Just like Indianapolis. You know, you got 33 cars. It's like, like he said, you remember the thing on ABC Sports used to come on? The thrill of victory and the agony of defeat. Yes, that's the way it works. And and a good point of that is, look at Kyle Busch. Kyle Busch got his win, and he didn't act like the Kyle Busch it used to be. He, I think it's long strip here that he did not have a win kind of humbled Kyle Busch. It'll do it. Well, you know, I, I'm not going to pretend, and I already told Alan this earlier, that I'm not going to pretend that I remember this, but I do now because I read it in the paper this morning. But in 2014, uh, Keselowski won the most races, six, and he didn't get in the final four. Well, so see, this has happened before. Well, I didn't come up with nothing that new anyway. I, just, <laughs> I, I, I thought I'd done really found a dent, a dent in uh, Sir Lancelot's armor. Well, they but, are talking about it. I mean, it's on a lot of people's tongues, and that's mostly what this article was about in the paper this morning. So, yeah. I mean, that's exactly the point was uh, winning so many races and not making it in. But like Mike just told us, that's that's the breaks. That's the that's way it goes. The way it works. And, and that's the way it works. Okay, we're going to take a break right now, and we've got Nelson Crozier on hold to come and tell us um, his thoughts on this last race and the season so far and what we can expect next year. It's what I didn't get around to asking Mike Helton about the one lug nut, but uh, that was... Uh, <laughs> He just, I wish you had. I, well, he was in I'm a hurry. I'm still wondering about that deal. That was my next question. But I tell you what, let's take a break. We're going to come back with Nelson Crozier, and you're listening to Start Your Engines on Fox Sports Spartanburg. Frank's for the Memories is a great hot dog place for lunch. Why Frank's for the Memories? Because hot dogs for the Memories just doesn't cut the mustard. Frank's for the Memories has more than great hot dogs. Enjoy a choice of four delicious bird dogs featuring a deep-fried chicken tender on a hot dog bun. Frank's for the Memories makes their homemade chili daily and has great signs like french fries, onion rings, and corn nuggets. Frank's for the Memories 468 Oak Grove Road next to Westview Elementary is open for lunch Monday through Saturday till 3.30 p.m. Frank's for the Memories. Get ready for a slam dunk during the Nissan Now Sales event at Greer Nissan. It's Markdown Madness. And you'll score big with huge savings and low payments on all your favorite Nissan models. Get in the zone in an all-new 2020 Nissan Citra for only $129 per month. Take your pick. You can drive a 2020 Nissan Altima or Rogue for only $199 per month. Or score a new Titan pickup and save up to 30% off. Get big savings on our large selection of used vehicles, too. And if you need credit, come and get it. Bench those high payments and slam dunk on savings during the Nissan Now Sales event at Greer Nissan today. Low prices, big selection, and committed to quality customer service. Come see us on Wade Hampton Boulevard or shop online at GreerNissan.com. Call 864-479-1197 for more details. Your complete car care center is Par 3 Automotive in Boiling Springs. Par 3 Automotive can take care of your vehicle in a hurry. Whether you need an oil change, new tires, alignments, or anything in between, they have you covered. When it's hot outside, let them check your air conditioning. They specialize in maintenance and repairs, big or small. If you need your oil change quickly, ask about their express oil change. Stop in at 1930 Boiling Springs Road or call for an appointment, 864-599-5900. 
as Par 3 Automotive, your complete car care center. Make Phillips and Long Fuel Chesney your source for propane in Spartanburg County. They offer propane for hot water heaters, cooking, and heat. They can fill your grill tank and get you ready for grilling season. Not only do they sell propane, but they sell a large variety of propane accessories such as grill tanks and other appliances that run on propane. If your propane tank is running low, call and they'll have it filled within one business day. Call them at 864-461-8511. That's Phillips and Long Fuel, located at 421 South Alabama Avenue in Chesney. Throughout your life, you've worked hard to accumulate assets, to build wealth, and to provide for your family. You've built a comfortable life full of shared memories and experiences. Providing and protecting your loved ones is never more critical than when you aren't there to do so. While having a will is important, it's not the only way. That is why developing an estate plan can be the best thing you will ever do for them. Working with our estate planning experts, Trent Lancaster in the Spartanburg office of Janie Montgomery Scott can help you to design a customized estate plan that can protect and preserve your assets for the next generation. The sooner you begin, the sooner you can be at ease knowing that your loved ones will be provided for as you intended. Contact Trent today to discuss your estate planning needs by calling 864-585-8282. That's 864-585-8282. Or visit TrentLancaster.com. Janie Montgomery Scott, LLC, member FINRA, NYSE, and SIPC. The Dan Patrick Show. Weekdays from 9 to noon on Spartanburg's Fox Sports 1400. Now on FM at 98.3. Nelson Crozier is trackside and ready to go. What's going on at this week's big race? Let's go live to Nelson now. Good morning, Nelson. How are you, buddy? Oh, doing okay today. Good, good. I don't know. If, don't know if you heard of any of our interview with Mike Helton, but he's out in Phoenix. He says the weather's looking good, and he sounded like uh, he's pretty proud of the way NASCAR handled themselves this year. And uh, they did overcome a lot of obstacles. You got to admit that. There's no question, and you know, no other uh, professional sport separate from NASCAR did. Yeah, uh, Nelson, your phone is breaking up just a little bit, but uh, uh, we can mostly hear you real, real good there. Uh, I, I didn't get around to asking um, Mike about this because he told me before we got started he was kind of in a hurry. Uh, but uh, is the big changes with the cars coming next year, or did they put that push that back to to twenty two? Because I know, no, no, no with the with the single lug nut and, and all the uh, other things that I know, you know, twice as much about than I do. Yeah, twenty twenty one, same cars, same rules as we got this year. Twenty twenty two will be uh, the new cars, new rules with the one lug nut. That's correct. Okay, well, good because uh, I, you know, I'm old school and I kind of like to see that. But you know what? Speaking of old school, and I, I know you will remember this, and, and Alan probably will too, and anybody that's watched any old footage from Darlington, but the way those cars come uh, into that little dog leg there at after they cross the f- starting line at Phoenix, the way they fan out and they hit the apron and they're about eight abreast and they're spread all over the track, that reminds me of the old days at Darlington when, uh, like, if you look at a film of the 1955 Southern 500, they, 
you know, they just, they do exactly the same thing. Everybody picks a different line and it's, uh, it looks like a Oklahoma land rush or something. Uh, fair enough. That's about how it was. Uh, one uh, sad note, uh, Gene Felton, who was primarily a sports car racer, uh, but he dabbled in NASCAR. He passed away uh, yesterday. Oh, that's sad because I, I am familiar with, with him and I believe I saw him race... Uh, in some classes at Road Atlanta back when I used to go there in the early 70s. Yeah, I mean, no question about that. Uh, other uh, in- interesting thing, while it's not NASCAR, the Cars Series is going to race at Rockingham next March. Oh, so, uh, well, who? I know at one time, wasn't it Andy Hillenberg was trying to promote some stuff there? Is it, is it still him, or who's putting no, this on? Uh, after him, I believe there were uh, three or four different uh, owners, uh, you know, uh, back purposes, et cetera. On. No, uh, it's the Cars series, which are like uh, like late model stock cars. Yeah, and you know, um, that's, uh, uh, funny you should say that because I, I record all this stuff and watch it later. And last night I had I found I had recorded... Uh, Half hour series, uh, one episode of Glory Roads, which is, uh, um, oh, who's the guy we had on a couple of weeks ago? The, Ray Everham. Ray Everham does that. And, and Rockingham was one of the tracks that he showed on there. And with Curtis Turner went in the first race and Kenseth went in the last race and some of the things that happened in between. Um, I used to love to go to Rockingham. You could get so close, it seemed like, in those, uh, as an infield fan, uh, in the turns. Yeah, well, I was there for that first race. Well, that was, uh, I know uh, I was listening on the radio, and I tell you the one, every time I think of Rockingham, other than Bud Moore was pretty successful there, I remember two things in particular, and I'll make it quick, but one of them was, the, uh, was uh, Bobby Allison flipping down the backstretch about 10 times in uh, Penske's Mercury. That was right in front of me, and... Uh, after they had the big fist fight and everything at the 79 Daytona 500, I'd be dadgum if they didn't go to Rockingham and on the first lap of that race have, uh, it was the same two again, Donnie Allison and Cale Yarborough. Um, and it, they took out about six or seven cars behind them and, and Bud Moore's car won that race. So, uh, Rockingham's just a great track. I'm sorry I, they, it ever went by the wayside. Yeah, well, getting in and out, you know, on the roads, and, you know, you have to travel, you have to get to the hotel room, uh, just lots of things that were not conducive, uh, you know, to the fan base. Yeah, there weren't all that many hotel rooms, I don't guess, was there? I mean, I, I was always driving up from Spartanburg and sleeping in the infield. Yeah, well, uh, you know, most people went up to Southern Pines and, uh, you know, Pine, uh, Pinehurst area, you know, which was yeah. straight up Route 1. Right. Okay, uh, before we forget it and it gets away from us, uh, let's get our picks in. Um, I've got uh, Ronnie has already called in. He, for old time's sake, wants Jimmy Johnson, so he's got him. Um, if nobody minds, I'm going to take uh, Chase Elliott because um, he's red hot. And if I can win this week, Nelson, I tie you. You can only be tied. Nobody can beat you. So I can't. I'd be honored to share the crown with you. Um, I guess uh, go ahead and pick one, Nelson. I'll let you go. Well, wait a minute. Now, Keselowski's already been picked by Lan- I'm sorry, Logano has been picked by Larry uh, Lanny McKinney, our 
behind the scenes man. So you go ahead with the next one there. Uh, okay, well, I'll go ahead and take the two car then. But I think that four car is another one to watch. Well, he already had four next to your name, and so he erased it and put a two by your name and put the four by his name. So Alan's okay. taking uh, Harvick, and Nelson uh, has got Keselowski, and Jada's going to stick with uh, Hamlin. So there we are. We're set to go. Greg, he's got an 18 by his, and he has actually won a race. So, Ronnie, uh, good luck to you, buddy. I hope you win, if I can't, with uh, Jimmy Johnson. But it looks like you may get shut out this year. So, anyway. Um, okay, so what else, Nelson? we got a few, quite a few minutes to go here. Uh, what, what, okay. do you want, what, do you, what do you have news from uh, that's going on now or next year or whatever? Well, Carl Larson, uh, as we know, is in the five. Uh, still no sponsor announced. However, Chevrolet did say that he does not have a personal service contract with Chevrolet. Okay. Now, what 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 does that mean? I mean, I, I know what it means, but um, is that something that everybody's got, or, or what would be the ramifications? Is that like a, and almost the way you put it, sound like a punishment or a, or something? No, well, you know, it's just an extra monetary thing to deal with. He would do commercials, uh, public uh, service announcements, etc. Well, is, uh, is this a holdover from his problem that got him suspended? Yes. Okay, so he's still getting a punitive action taken against him by his car maker. Right, but by the same token, uh, he's going to be doing a lot of uh, public service announcements. Uh, uh, you know, where, where he's doing. Uh, Benevolent things, working with, uh, you know, younger people, you know, uh, inner city people, things like that. Yeah. Well, I mean, you know, everybody deserves a second chance. So, uh, you know, I don't approve of how he lost his uh, riding position, but I approve of him being given another chance. And uh, hopefully he's a better person for it. And we'll we'll just let that go and uh, try to forget about it. Um, what else you got, awesome. Nelson? have something not racing related but uh kind of sad uh the uh, governor's wife here in north carolina uh she was doing some kind of function there uh their parents and kids and she made an obscene gesture to them so, you know <laughs> the governor's <laughs> wife the governor's wife i hadn't heard about that so uh well yeah. but uh you know getting back to racing uh you know, uh, Chevrolet will still be with the 43 car, multi-year contract. Uh, you'll get engines from Richard Childress. And that's Eric Jones driving. That's correct. And uh, Alan, uh, Alan thinks that's a winning team, and I hope he's right. I'd like to see Petty get back in the winner's circle. Uh, oh, yeah. speaking of the winner's circle, we were just talking about this before, uh, before you called in, and we didn't get around to asking Mike Helton this either. But uh, do they still have the Winter Circle program, or did that go away with the franchises and and everything that, else? That pretty much went away. Okay. So, but, uh, you know, by the same token, uh, there are a lot of stuff uh, which was published before the purses, you know, the, uh, the winning money and whatever. Uh, that's not in the public domain anymore. Yeah. Well, you know, it's. Uh, I didn't think it was still around, but I know it was a really big deal when they came up with it. And uh, 
Well, not, not only just the winter circle, but the Plan 3C and some of the other plants they had uh, was located more toward the middle of the pack uh, drivers. Which uh, James Hilton used to talk about that when, when I wrote his chapter in uh, uh, Declarations of Independence. He was very proud of the fact that he, uh, I think, had a, a face-to-face showdown. He said in a, in a motorhome. Parked in the median outside of Martinsville Raceway, he went nose to nose with uh, Bill France Jr. and and got Plan One C or something passed where uh, the independents could uh, fix their cars up and look, and be a little more presentable and get a little extra money uh, each race. That's right. Yeah, him and a bunch packed in there. And if you remember, you know that used to have people going to the promoters by themselves. Right, and it hit you know, and, and you could hit people up by Paul Sawyer and Clay Earl, and he didn't have really didn't have that much trouble. But uh, it sure did help when it was guaranteed there. I think it started out at two thousand, that thing was up to about ten thousand, and it 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 and your tire deal was very very important to go with your sponsor deal because your sponsor was just a little over a million dollars usually back then, and. Uh, it took all these programs to make it work. But, uh, yeah, we were talking about that earlier, but I, I figured that kind of went by the wayside with so many other changes. Uh, but anyway, uh, how's the weather up there at Charlotte? Oh, well, nice to where you are. It's just very nice right now. Okay, well, we got... You're our, if, if this show had a weather man, I guess it'd be you, Greg, because you uh, you always ask the guests how the weather is. Uh, but that's good. I, I tell you what, Nelson, we uh, got just a couple of minutes left here. Anything else you want to say about uh, what we can expect this weekend? Uh, I expect to see Harvey get up there and race like he's in the final four. I'm pretty oh, sure no he won't. I'm pretty sure he'll mix it up with them, and he won't be too interested in uh, whether they like it or not. No. I- <laughs> He's not at the blues and everything you can. Yeah. Well, did you want to say something there? Him and Kyle Bush. You know, everybody expected Kyle Bush and Kevin Harvick to be in it. Neither one of them's in it. So what have they got to lose? That's right. Sure. Well, Nelson, just go for it. Yep. Nelson, you sound great. And I appreciate you coming on the show. We're going to do one more uh, next week and wrap it all up. And uh, we'll talk to you then. Okay, sounds good, and have, uh, have a great weekend. Okay, you too. That's Nelson Crozier. Uh, what do we know about him, Alan? Smartest man I know. Smartest man I know, too. He's also talking clearer, too. He sounds great. Oh, uh, hey, man, he's come a long way. I hope he can get back to the garage area, you know, and get back out there and, uh, and, think and give us the live him. reports, and he can look up in the sky and tell you how the weather is. Yeah, that's right. Um I want to take a couple of minutes here before uh, a couple of seconds, actually, to thank Lanny McKinney. I mentioned him just now, but he does our our uh, Facebook page and maintains the Budmore Engineering website, and he has our back. And um, I'm going to need you today, Lanny, because um, I didn't start the I didn't start the recording. I haven't. I just now thought of it. So we'll be dropping by your house on the way to Applebee's. So. Um, um, God, I can't, I can't believe I did that. And we also want to um, thank Ronnie Black, who's always a member of our show, and he's taking the pandemic off, and he's got one more show to miss, and hopefully we'll get Ronnie back for Daytona next year. Um, if we do the show, I guess we're going to do it. We'll talk about it over the winter. 
Well, I hope we do it. I kind of ruined my afternoons on Saturdays. I, I used to always being at the racetrack. Now it's kind of even better. You in air conditioning and ain't out in the sun. We still getting the kind of race. Well, it's nothing like racing racing it real, but we can talk about it. I got got my good friends here with me, and we go get something to eat. It, it kind of makes my Saturday. I hope we still well, I hope we do it for a while. Way, the, way, the way the racing's been this year, you could have had the Saturdays off anyway because we didn't qualify. <laughs> Should have asked Mike Kelton, Was we planning on going back to qualifying next year? That's it. Well, but you... we didn't. We didn't have that much time. I, I know the man was in a hurry. Your you mic know, was some, turned on. Well, sometimes you know. <laughs> I, I wouldn't know if we we're going to go back to qualifying, you know, like that's we a good did question. last year or whatever. But uh, that's, that's a very good question. That's things to come. Do you think we should? Uh, I kind of like it the way it is. Uh, you know, I mean, you got five hundred laps. So even though if you do start, you see boys get penalized and go all the way to the rear of the field. And nine times out of ten, they sometimes they already up there getting points in the first uh, segment. Well, you know, they're doing so yeah. much tweaking and stuff with everything, and. Uh, and they, they tweaked that dadgum qualifying so bad it was a joke because you tell me about how they were playing cat and mouse on pit road and getting lined up and everything. But if they're going to do qualifying, just go out there and take a couple of laps and that's it. You know, I, I, I kind of would like to see qualifying. What, what, Greg, what, Greg and y'all could tell me whether the, all that practice is necessary. Well, what qualifying really was was getting your starting spot on pit road. Yeah, well, so, I mean, I mean that, that was mostly what qualifying was. You qualified first, you got first spot on qualifying. No doubt about it, Alan. Well, no, I tell you what, we're no going to um, hold that thought. We're going to come back because uh, we're up, right up against the break here, and it's going to it's going to cut in on us whether we like it or not. So uh, it's been a great first hour. We're going to come back after the break with Mike Hill. You're listening to Start Your Engines on Fox Sports. Listen to our programming anywhere on the web at SpartanburgSportsRadio.com. Fox Sports 1400, WSBG Spartanburg. We are Fox Sports! And here's what you need to know. This report presented by GEICO. Whether you rent or own, GEICO makes it easy to bundle home and car insurance. Having a home is hard work, so get a quote at GEICO.com. Easy. The Pittsburgh Steelers have just announced that a staff member has tested positive for COVID and that contact tracing surrounding the new case is currently in progress. The 7-0 Steelers visit the Dallas Cowboys tomorrow. This morning, the Baltimore Ravens activated six defensive players from the COVID list. They had all been close contacts of cornerback Marlon Humphrey, who tested positive last Sunday. In college football, 10th-ranked Wisconsin this morning announced two additional positive COVID cases from the last four days. Wisconsin currently with nine active COVID cases on its roster. Its game today against Purdue has already been canceled. Wisconsin is scheduled to play Michigan next Saturday. On the field last night, 11th-ranked Miami rallied to beat NC State 45. Frank's for the Memories is a great hot dog place for lunch. Why Frank's for the Memories? Because hot dogs for the Memories just doesn't cut the mustard. Frank's for the Memories has more than great hot dogs. Enjoy a choice of four delicious bird dogs featuring a deep-fried chicken tender on a hot dog bun. Frank's for the Memories makes their homemade chili daily and has great signs like french fries, onion rings, and corn nuggets. Frank's for the Memories 468 Oak Grove Road next to Westview Elementary is open for lunch Monday through Saturday till 3.30 p.m. Thanks for the Memories. 
Spartanburg has been known as the hub city for decades due to our proximity to rail lines and interstate highways. Upstate Logistics has been part of the hub city transportation scene for over a decade. Upstate Logistics provides businesses with warehousing and transportation services, including inbound and outbound rail shipments. And more importantly, we support Spartanburg. Be it high school and college sports or important community projects, Upstate Logistics wants to help move Spartanburg forward. Upstate Logistics, keeping your business and Spartanburg moving forward. To find out more, visit UpstateLogistics.com. Speedy Lube and Inman says to save time is to lengthen life for you and your car. Let Speedy Lube, Asheville Highway and Inman lengthen the life and performance of your vehicle. Speedy Lube offers professional ASC certified mechanical service for your car. Be it an oil change, AC work, tires, brakes, front end, or any type of major or minor repair. Trust Speedy Lube in Inman. Open weekdays from 8 till 6. For fast, fair, and friendly service, visit Speedy Lube, Asheville Highway in Inman. Throughout your life, you've worked hard to accumulate assets, to build wealth, and to provide for your family. You've built a comfortable life full of shared memories and experiences. Providing and protecting your loved ones is never more critical than when you aren't there to do so. While having a will is important, it's not the only way. That is why developing an estate plan can be the best thing you will ever do for them. Working with our estate planning experts, Trent Lancaster in the Spartanburg office of Janie Montgomery Scott can help you to Design a customized estate plan that can protect and preserve your assets for the next generation. The sooner you begin, the sooner you can be at ease knowing that your loved ones will be provided for as you intended. Contact Trent today to discuss your estate planning needs by calling 864-585-8282. That's 864-585-8282. Or visit TrentLancaster.com. Janie Montgomery Scott, LLC, member FINRA, NYSE, and SIPC. From the Beacon Drive-In Studios in Spartanburg, South Carolina, Fox Sports 1498.3 FM presents Start Your Engine. 20 years of trying, 20 years of frustration. Dale Earnhardt will come to the caution flag to win the Daytona 500. Here is your racing team for today. Show producer Ronnie Black. Local action from winning car builder and owner Alan Hill. Track reporter and racing insider Nelson Crozier. Former NASCAR team manager and author Greg Moore. Now, here's your host for Start Your Engines, racing historian and author, Harry Allen Wood. Gentlemen, start your And welcome back to the second hour of Start Your Engines on Fox Sports 1400, 98.3 FM. And uh, it's my pleasure to welcome to the show an old friend, brother of my co-host, Mike Hill. How you doing, Mike? Doing great, Terry. How you guys doing down there in Spartanburg? We're doing good. And um, I tell you what, I don't know about the other uh, racing shows, but we talk a lot of WeatherTech sports cars. And I love those cars. Um, uh, it's so great to know somebody like you that's, uh, involved with one of the, one of the top ones. And, um, tell you what, uh, uh, that was, uh, some, been a, a couple of rough races as far as I'm concerned. We're getting taken out at Road Atlanta and, uh, by Ricky Taylor and then some of the shenanigans last week. But, um, I tell you what, I just love those cars and I love the wheeling team and thanks for it's coming on the show. Yeah, it's some good racing that we have over there, but 
You know, you've heard the Almond Brothers song, The Whipping Post. I feel like we're the we're the whipping post here lately with <laughs> getting ganged up on it seems like with the with their our competitors. But uh no uh, boy, we got a lot to talk about here in that side because you're talking about team orders. Yes. That was when we had our two cars. We had the five car and the thirty one car and they were both running for, you know, the championship deal. There was that'd be unheard of to tell one of our guys, no, you've got to let him go so he can move up in the points or whatever. We never did that. I mean, going all the way back to 1984 when we had two cars at Juniors, you know, if Neil Bonnet needed on the winner's circle program, Neil Bonnet had to win. We wasn't going to give him a race. And, and after you saw what happened at Nashville that night, we didn't give him that race, you know? I mean, it was just, you don't do that in racing. I just It just bothers me. I'm sure that it bothered Mr. Dane Cameron over there because, you know, he was our championship driver back in 18, and, and uh, I know how competitive he is. And they said when he got out of the car down there at the, at the racetrack that he wasn't, he wasn't real happy. But, yeah, that's, that's unheard of in my book. As far as a racer is, you don't do that. Well, I know a lot of a lot of – I'm not going to say integrity. I'm not going to use that word. But, I mean, but a lot of team owners have done it for years. In fact, uh, uh, Penske – that was a Penske car, and I don't know if if he. Uh, I, I don't know who manages that team. I don't know if that was an order from Penske to let our car to, with the best chance of winning the points win. But uh, you know, uh, he, he ultimately is uh, the buck stops with Penske. So I would think that um, he was not against that. Whereas yeah, I could well, not imagine he, Junior Johnson or Bud Moore or somebody saying let the other car win. No. And and Penske's leaving. You know, Honda's not going to be with him next year. You know, you could see that if they were going to come back as the reigning champions, but he's not even going to be in our racing next year with those cars. Those cars are, one of them's going to Wayne Taylor, another one's going to Michael Shank. So, uh, you know, that's, anyway, I can, plus you. You didn't call me to hear me complain. Let's talk yes, about, I did. Well, I tell you what, <laughs> plus, plus you, if, if they, it's a good day to be alive in the Carolinas. It, yeah. it is beautiful outside. You know, I was going <laughs> to, I, I got a Mass Ferguson 35 tractor. I was going to go out and bush hog my, my uh, pastures, and I happened to look up right before the show started, and I see my friend who's got one of those, I don't know, it must be a $175,000 John Deere that's got those bat wings. He's out there. Uh, bush hogging my pasture for me what what it would take me three days to do he'll be done probably a little after lunch with that tractor well tell him to lay off your property you want to do that i wouldn't like it if somebody came and cut my grass (laughs) you know i was thinking about another thing you know that's the one thing when you're younger you know you always have to look for things to do and you'd run out of things to do the one advantage of being old is once you get old (laughs) you always have things to do yeah, but some of them, you know, I, some of them I can't do anymore. That's me. That's me too. I may not have been able to sit up on that tractor for three days the way my back is, but yeah, Mike. Uh, yeah, that so- and, and uh, this new car y'all talking about the Gen Seven car. We got one of those in our shop. We've, I'm sure you've heard about it. We've been uh, I've seen a few pictures of it. We've been doing a, we've been doing a little testing. Well, it's like I told Gary Nelson. You know, back in, I think it was 05, he brought me a car up there. I was at Dodge, the director of Dodge, and he brought me a car up there. And he said, it's going to be the car of tomorrow. And I said, well, what's tomorrow about it? I don't see anything. We still got 65 Chevrolet truck trailing arms. We still got a nine-inch Ford 
rear end house since 1968, and the one thing that I've been trying to get y'all to switch to was a rack and pinion steering because it's got an antiquated Saginaw steering box on it. And so when they called us over to Childers to look at the one that they had built, <clears throat> Gary was with me and, and all the heads and from everybody, the NASCAR people there, and I looked over at Gary and I said, this is what the car of tomorrow should have been, Gary. <laughs> I have to agree with you, Mike. He kind of, he kind of smiled, but yeah, no it's it's going to be a it's going to be a better race car. You know, everybody I don't know, especially after getting snake bit with that cot car. That was terrible. Everybody wants to. Everybody wanted to put it, put put it this down, but it's going to be it's going to be a better race car. It's going to make for better racing. You know, I can Greg can tell you. The old deal with the cup car being loose in, tight in the center, and loose off is going to go away with these cars because you're going to have independent rear suspension. You know what, uh, Mike? Uh, we got a buddy of ours. And he he's got he worked him and else worked out a real good simulator, and he he's always said that about them trucks. He, he and them simulators are pretty good, but he said the trucks they're naturally just looser, just a bunch looser, and. Uh, yeah. So, like yeah, I say, this chassis affects that because then they'll these uh, cars, these cars with the you know they're going to have independent four wheel independent suspension on them. So you you you're going to have a lot more adjustment with them, and you don't have to worry about the track bar driving the rear end housing anymore. That that was the one thing we had. We're talking to but, Mike yeah. Hill with the Wheeling Engineering uh, WeatherTech team, and Mike, I want to say something here. Uh, uh, you're such a good friend of this show, and and of of course, you're Alan's brother, and you're Greg's known you a lot longer than I have. But you say whatever you want to say. If you want to vent, vent. It doesn't make any difference to me. <laughs> you got 20 minutes, and uh, you still got about half of that left. So if you want to say it, say it. And um, Alan, it looked like you wanted to say something, but well, I don't know if we have I, to go back in about, time. To, well, about like in team orders, I could not understand a man leading the race. And then if it's back there running fourth and fifth, I might could see it, but not for the win. I'd, I'd just, I'd break, I'd, I'd key up my microphone. I said, I can't hear you. I can't hear you. <laughs> yeah. I'm surprised Dane Cameron didn't do that, but, but he did. There must be something in his contract that says you won't get a check if you don't listen to us. But, uh, we got one more race in the, in the IMSA. Yeah, we got to go down to Sebring and run, run 12 hours down there in Sebring. I told them in the meetings this week, I sat in on the, Seven o'clock a.m. meetings with the with the team uh, heads, you know, and the crew chiefs and the engineers. And I said, I don't know what y'all planning on doing for this race, but just go back to what you had the first race. That's exactly what I wanted to say. Perfect. Yeah, Perfect. see if it gets around there. See if it still gets around there because you know, down there the racetrack don't change like it does when you're running on asphalt. That's just an old uh, cement run airport runway down there so they, sh they should be close if they go back with what we had and yeah i, I think they yeah, our guys keep numbers pretty good so, well, yeah. the, the only time you didn't lead that race was when you were in the pits i mean that that was a, that was as dominating um a race as i've seen any one team do in a long time and of course since it's the car i pull for i was loving it yeah it goes back to i think i don't know what year it was with we had Sebastian Bourdais driving for us, and we lapped the field down there at Sebring at that race. And it was funny. I was watching Sebastian's times during the race, this is, and and he he was beating the competition like 
two seconds a lap around that place, and I'm thinking, you know, he needs he needs to back off, you know, slow down a little bit. So when it come time to, to the driver rotation, Sebastian got out, and I helped him across the wall, and I asked him, I said, why did you not back out and slow slow down and, and, and help you? He says, I did, Mike. He says, I can't drive any slower. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, he must be a heck of a driver because the last, and I know he is, but the last IndyCar race this season, A.J. Foyt's car, um, which literally haven't done hardly anything all year. He finished fourth in one of them, and it was a, a really competitive fourth. And, uh, of course, the other car was eighth. But, you know, I, I kind of pulled for A.J., and yeah. he hadn't done anything in the Indy car in a long time. But, uh, man, Bourdais, uh, he must be a pretty good driver to get A.J.'s car up to fourth at St. Petersburg. Well, you've seen his record. I mean, he's like four or five-time right. uh, champion out of that deal. And then... You, I'll tell you when, how you can tell a driver. It's like I can tell Greg can tell you the same thing. It's when they hit that wall really hard, like Earnhardt hit the wall at Pocono and, and Sebastian hit the wall at Indianapolis, and that was a bad, bad hit right. that he did. Both of them were. But do you know you got a race car driver when when that does slow them down? They come back and they win just as many or, or even better than they were before they hit the wall. That's That's when you know you got a guy. Now let me ask you this. Uh, I'm sorry. Uh, let me let me ask you this, Mike. Now, from what I'm looking at here, uh, and I had it and I put it away. Let me get it back out here, which is the 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 point standings. Do y'all have a mathematical chance of still uh, of of Durrani winning the championship? Because what I'm looking at, he's uh, Helio and Ricky Taylor are tied for first. And Ryan Briscoe and Vander Zandy are two points back, and Durrani is nine points back. Is that too much to overcome in one race, or is, or is it still a possibility? Uh, it's going to be almost impossible the way they break those points down. You get like three points for top two, and then it switches down to two points after that. So, yeah, I mean, there's there's probably a mathematical. It all depends on how many cars show up, mm-hmm. but... Yeah, we we're going in like we don't have anything to gain or anything to lose. We're going to be that's 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 our team orders run 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 wide open. Well, that's this has been our that's been our team orders every every race of, ever since I've been down there. You know, Gary was sitting there. He was going to talk to somebody, and he was asking me. He said, "Now we won how many championships and how many of this?" And I said, "Well, there was twelve championships available over the last eight years we got 10 of them gary mm. well so, yeah we the, no, are, are, are you going racers well yeah i know you are are you going down there or do you do you go i to, doubt it i doubt it I'm, I'm gonna be going down for that uh we got a a gen 7 test coming up at uh charlotte and and next week and i'll probably be going to that i'll be making sure that car is Making sure that car is ready to go. There's some few things that I need to do to it, you know. But it's uh, I don't travel as much as I used to because of my back. No, I changed I changed tires on those Cup cars about ten years longer than I should have. Now you um uh, are you at liberty to say who does that? Who will drive that test for you? Not right now. I mean, for sure it'll be it'll be uh, one of our drivers, our road course drivers, okay. because we're going to be. We're going to be running the road course, and we're going to be running the, the oval. So it's like the road course is on Monday, and then the oval is on Wednesday. They think it would take me a day to swap the car over, which I can do it in probably 
two hours. But uh, well, yeah, I, they, go ahead. I'm sorry. They want to film it and make sure that they show the guys. We're we're basically the guinea pigs for the road course end of the car for them, mm-hmm. which is good. You know, uh, I'm already <laughs> I'm already hearing complaints. Man, this is you you love this or. I've been already been hearing complaints from my NASCAR side buddies over there. <laughs> oh, you got one lug nut. Where in the world is one lug nut? I said, look, it's to save the crew chief from getting that $10,000 fine on Tuesday morning for a lug nut being loose on your car. It, you can't get five tights, so let's see if you can get one. Yeah, it cost Truex last Sunday. You know, yeah. Truex, Truex was there fixing to win Martinsville, but guess what? Loose right front tire. Well, if you can't get one tight, you're going to be in big trouble. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. And we, we just one big honking lug nut that you put on, we never well, have to have a special I, torque wrench to put torque on it. But they're going to have big wrenches. So after like I hours. after I had you on the show, after we had you on the show earlier this year, I went back and told my wife. I said because she's a caregiver and she's around in and out of hospitals and everything and. I told her, she was talking about the coronavirus, and I said, well, don't worry about it because uh, I got a buddy that comes on the show all the time, Mike Hill, and he's got the cure. It's in a a mason jar. (laughs) Well, I was wondering if if you've had to use that anymore. I know you used it on one of your drivers to get him well down at Daytona, and uh, um, was that Albuquerque that you did that with? No, that was Nasser. Nasser, not Nasser. Nasser was on his way from Miami to uh, Daytona to run that July race. And, and then when he called, Gary put him, I was standing there beside Gary Nelson in the shop. And Gary put him on the speakerphone. And he says, Gary, he says, I can't smell and I can't taste. And Gary told him to go right straight into Halifax Hospital. Don't see anybody, touch anybody, fraternize with anybody. Go straight into the hospital and get checked. And sure enough, he got checked and he was positive. But I don't. we don't know. I mean, there are so many people that's getting tested positive and it's either so minor or it's a false positive, false positive that, you know, three days later they're well. So yeah. I, well, I, know, I know in my wife's case, in my case, <clears throat> For three days, we thought that we had a false positive. I was laughing at it, and I, the doctors was calling. And I said, "No, no, 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 y'all got a false positive." And then, then this little cough started. And once the cough started, it was on from there. But we beat it. Yep. You were talking about if anybody, you was talking about if anybody else had <coughs> requested the mason jar. <clears throat> oh yeah, I have. I've had several requests over there in the in the racing world. They wanted me to send bread farmer some. Well, I told him I can't send it into that hospital. I'll be, I'll be getting those silver bracelets up here. Yeah, <laughs> I'll be sending that stuff over the mail now. But yeah, that's uh, one other thing. You I know, wanna... it made sense. It only made sense, you know, because they told us, you know, you take rubbing alcohol as long as it's over seventy percent alcohol, and it will kill it. And I'm thinking, well, I've got something that's over seventy percent alcohol. <laughs> I wonder if if it works putting it on the outside, if it works putting it on the inside. I want to mention one other thing before we have to let you go. We're up against the break, but uh, I've been reading a book that Will Cronkite wrote, and um, there's a lot of Mike Hill in that book. Yeah, you probably saw Mike Hill in there. Will, Will and I, uh, we we moved from Spartanburg up to 
to Hendersonville, North Carolina. Well, really, it's Mills River, North Carolina, for Cecil there. And we had Wills. Wills, are, he's a smart man. He was one of the first engineers ever in in racing. And I, that working with him, he got to show me that, hey, look, I can pull out a slide rule and, and figure out something that you'll never figure out. And then, so I was never... I was never against engineers after working with Will. It's just that <clears throat> they need to work with the racers instead of sometimes engineers. God bless them; they don't have a lot of common sense. And you told me I could say whatever I wanted. You to, can. <laughs> they don't. They come out of school and they stick them in these race teams and they give them the lead role and they don't have a clue about racing cars. And that was the one thing if you could have asked ray last week about he put me right in the middle of all of his engineering staff and so i would kind of keep them all in the in the right direction there they would they would come up with it on their computers but i'd i'd tell them no no i've already done that it didn't work so <laughs> we, we saved a lot <laughs> saved a lot of time mike it's great having you on the show we gotta we gotta move on and uh get our next commercial break in but I mean, obviously, 20 minutes wasn't enough because you're running on about 25 here. Thank you so much for coming on the show. And best of luck to the team, uh, the Wheeling Engineering team down at Sebring. And I'm, like you said, whatever you took in July, take it back next week. Right. Yep. Well, I appreciate it. You guys got a great show down there. Well, thank you. Thank anyway, you very much. All right, guys. Appreciate it. See you. All right, buddy. Yes, sir. Bye. That was Mike Hill and... uh Great interview. Good brother. Yeah, good brother. Good brother. Been my brother all my life, I guess. His too. <laughs> Who's older? He's older and and uglier. <laughs> all right, I'll take your words for both of those. Let's take our next to last break here, and we're going to come back with our Veterans Day tribute to Bud Moore. You're listening to Start Your Engines on Fox Sports Spartanburg. Want to talk racing with the guys? Call the Sign Force Hotline now at 864-468-1400. Start your engine returns in a moment on Fox Sports 1400 and 98.3 FM. For years now, we've been telling you about Palmetto Spirit's tremendous wine selection. We've told you about Palmetto Spirit's carrying special, small-batch, handcrafted bourbons and whiskeys that you can't find anywhere else. But what truly sets Palmetto Spirit's apart is their customer service. Jim and the entire staff knows wines and liquors and knows how to find you the perfect bottle for the perfect occasion. Palmetto Spirit's. Reedville Road on Spartanburg's West Side, where customer service is the difference. Think of it as a delicious, delightful, delectable dilemma. See, right now at McDonald's, it's your choice. Either the cheesy McDouble or the six-piece chicken McNuggets. Or maybe you should go with the new hot and spicy McChicken sandwich or the perfectly golden small fries. Yep, any two for $3. Mix and match your faves. And all you have to do is choose. Um, you do have to choose. Prices and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer or combo meal. Single item at regular price. Valid when product served. Business owners, have product or material you need moved, shipped, stored? Upstate Logistics in Spartanburg has the expertise in transportation and warehousing you're looking for in Spartanburg County and beyond. For over a decade, Upstate Logistics has provided businesses with storage and logistics services, including inbound and outbound rail shipments. Upstate Logistics, proud to be a part of our community, serving Spartanburg County and beyond since 2005. Upstate Logistics, keeping your business and inventory 
inventory moving forward. To find out more, visit UpstateLogistics.com. That's UpstateLogistics.com. Open Mic Daily is now in its second decade talking sports in Spartanburg. How do we explain our longevity? Clean living for one. A keen grasp of reality. We cover Spartanburg and Spartanburg County first. Weekday afternoons at 3 on Fox Sports 1498 3FM. Welcome back, and we're going to move quickly here to uh, our tribute to the veterans with um, an interview I did with Bud Moore. This was probably back in, uh, I don't know if there's a date on it or not, I would say probably 2014 or 15 in there when we wrote his biography. And this is Bud Moore talking about um, when uh, he and his Jeep driver captured uh, German headquarters. Uh, Let me see if I can get this thing to fire off here. Finally fought ourselves through the Zigbee line and had all kind of problems with them pill boxes, knocking one of them pill boxes out. One of our tanks and that couldn't even budge one of them. The only thing would knock one of them out is bring an eight-inch powder artillery piece in there and it had to be about 200 yards and it'd blow the top off of it. But it took a while to ever find out exactly what, what would do it. At this point, have you been injured yet? Had you been shot? Oh, I've done been, yeah, I've well, been hit several times with shrapnel. Well, if you don't mind, I'd like to hear about that. It's just not, if well, it's something I you don't want to talk about, don't well, talk I, about well, it. Well, I don't want to talk about it. I ain't talking telling you about how many guys we lost and all that kind of, I don't want to bring all that up. Okay. But anyway, I'd, I'd already been hit with artillery and uh, shrapnel and all. Now, you got five Purple Hearts, right? Yeah. Well, when did you get the first one? I don't remember when I got the first one. See, you, the artillery shells start falling, and they have them air burst over you and all this stuff, and you get hit with shrapnel and pieces of shrapnel and all this stuff. And they send you back. The, 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 uh, the medic would come, you know, and he'd send you back to the, the rear end to the, the uh, field hospital. And you go down there and they'd pick that shrapnel out of you. Then if they had to cut a little bit to get it out and bend it a little bit, they'd do that. Then they put that on, they may put a stitch in it, but they put that old red methylate on it and put a band-aid on it. <laughs> a couple of three times, you know, I got hit. And I said, well, I'll be up the front lines for a few days. <laughs> Shit, I went back over a couple of three hours and they send you right back. <laughs> but uh, where did you get hit? If you I can got, tell me. I got hit all over. I can show you places on me. I got hit several places, all over places, all over. When, you, when one of them shells bust and all, and uh, it ain't only, you know, that the uh, shrapnel from the shells, you get pieces of rock and wood and whatever else may hit you. Mm-hmm. But I was lucky as on the front lines over nine months without being evacuated. And, uh, but anyway, we we were getting relieved. Well, then, let me go ahead and get the... Go. Anyway, we, 
after we got back fighting through the Zigbee line, we got through, and we, we just made the Moselle River crossing. That's when Romeo raised hell up there in Gaston. Well, Patton pulled us back across the Moselle. And he, we got back, and he had us, he stand up on the courthouse steps in this little old town. He had a megaphone, he was briefing us. And he says, boys, we got to go up to the town called Baston. It's 90 miles away. We got to go up there and get the 101st Airborne out there, all surrounded up there. And he said, Romeo's kicking the hell out of him. He said, we got to go up there and get him out. And he said, we're going to leave here in 45 minutes. going to kill every son of a bitch on the way. And we did. So it was already snow on the ground, about 10 or 12 inches, and it was cold as hell. So we started hiking. So we, we hiked all night. And they say we went 25 20, 25 miles that night. We was waiting on the tank division to come by. So here come the tanks. We climbed aboard the tanks and we went to Baston. And we went up and got them out. And uh, that was General McAuliffe. Mm -hmm. General McAuliffe was, he was the one that said nuts when they asked him to surrender. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But anyway, we went up there and got them out, and then uh, we turned back and uh, got them really running into Germany then. Got things really working up. And uh, we went the rest of the way across Germany. And uh, when the war was over, I was 12 miles out of Pilsen, Czechoslovakia. And on May the 2nd, we met the Russians right out of Pilsen, Czechoslovakia. And they come down the war was over May the 8th. Now, when did you uh, uh, capture the headquarters? <clears throat> I know that story's been told, but I, 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 I Well, this it, all happened uh, after... after uh, I'd like to hear it again. This all happened after Baston, and we were crossing Germany, and we were taking this towns, and we had this objective up in front of us there in that town right there in front of us about a mile and uh, I was sitting there with the, in the jeep with the jeep driver and uh, the lieutenant said boy said boy we're going to miss the units you take the jeep driver and he handed me a map and said y'all go up this road here and go across the hill up there and said come on over to town he said we'll be there by then so we left on this road we left to go up this dirt road and when I saw the hill here was the house sitting on the left. And I seen a German soldier run out of it. So I started firing and had a water aircoo machine gun man on the dash of that jeep. I started firing into that house. <clears throat> Windows and I was in the tracer and I set the house on fire. So here come two more soldiers coming right out there. Well, one of them didn't have his hands up. The other, he went on across the field. And I think one of our guys got him, but he probably got killed. I'm not sure. Anyway, we set him on the hood. He was going on up the road. We get on top of this hill. You know, we're supposed to make a right-hand turn. We didn't. We went straight on. So we go another. And you got this German guy on the hood of the Jeep? He was sitting on the front of the Jeep. <laughs> anyway. 
So instead of us making that right turn, we went straight on, and just as we got on over a little ways further, we got, I'd say, another three or four, five hundred yards. It was a concrete, sort of a concrete block building. And uh, first thing you know, we got a, somebody started shooting it up. And I seen this building, so I, I got down on my knees behind the Jeep, and I still had the gun on the dash, and I was firing all in the windows and all in that concrete block house. So finally, I told this, the Jeep driver he could talk a little German. I said, let's get him going there and tell him if you don't get out of we're going to pull a tank up here and blow that whole damn building. So we sent this German soldier up there. And uh, he left, went up there. And uh, we told him, said, you're going to be the first one dead if you don't get him out of there. So he goes up there in about two or three minutes. He comes back out waving a flag. So about that time, you know, I couldn't believe it. Here comes about 15 or so listed men and five German officers come walking out there. And they come walking out. So we made them drop their belts and all this stuff, you know, and their guns. So we, we knew then, I got to look at the map, we done went too far, so we, we took and headed them back down to the turn the jeep around. We marked them back down. We got down and we made that turn. They didn't try to run away or anything? No. No, I had the machine gun sitting there. No, I know you did. <laughs> they ain't going to run away. <laughs> So they had you outnumbered at one time. Oh yeah, there's fifteen. Uh, there was five. There's four or five German officers, and there's I know there's fifteen enlisted men. So anyway, if we we made a march back, and we going down there, and we finally got on the right road going back in this over this little town. So we marched them over there, and we got around the lieutenant, my lieutenant. Said, Boy, what in the hell was going on over there? I said, hey, we're fighting a damn war. Y'all wasn't fighting. <laughs> he, he's, where, I, he's where'd all these come from? I said, these is who we had problems with over there. <laughs> so anyway, I said, now what are you going to do with them? I said, I'm, y'all got them now. I don't want them no more. <laughs> yeah, that was something else. Greg, what was you telling me about the... Getting blown up in the in the jeep or something? Well, oh, that was this was after I had got to see. I got I got I got this was this was all happening before February twenty second. On February twenty second, see the, the the deal with with going to get them out of Bastogne and all this was Christmas time. Okay. 40, 44. Right. So anyway. We done got them out of Bastogne. Then we was getting relieved by the 5th Infantry Division. And we were still we were still on this side of the Rhine River. Anyway, we was getting relieved by the 5th Infantry Division. And uh, I got shot by a machine gun. I guess it was a machine gun. I got shot through the hip. Okay. And, that's when I went to the hospital the first time. And they, they finally, uh, I went to the Fortis General Hospital in Paris. So they, I got pretty well well and all this stuff. So what hospital did you, did you say the name? Fortis General. Oh, 40th. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> anyway, 
So they, after I got out of the hospital, they sent me back to my unit. So I get back. How long was that, did you, did you say? I got back out of the hospital and I joined my unit back with like April 2nd. But I mean, how, how long was that a hospital? How long was your, your stay in the hospital? From February 22nd to April 2nd. April 1st, April 2nd. Pretty close to a month and a half. Yeah. Okay. So anyway, we get back. There wasn't no such thing as a ticket home, huh? No. Okay. But see, the problem was, was there, myself and my company commander was the only two that's left out of the regiment. They hit the beach June the 6th. It hadn't been evacuated, wounded or evacuated. We were supposed to come to the States on a 90-day rotation further on March 1st. <clears throat> well, I got wounded. So he put it in my papers just for me to be sent back to the States, but somehow or another they got lost. Anyway, the company commander did go back to the States on her next day. And I could listen to that. You know, it goes on and on and on. And um, I've actually got hours of the interviews that we did with Bud Moore. But I just wanted to play that to uh, to honor our veterans and to actually to uh, even to keep Bud Moore's memory alive. I know it is with a lot of people. It is with me. He was quite a man. But uh, Veterans Day is the 11th. If you see a veteran... Uh, thank him for his service and you know what would we have done without him who knows um, they mean a lot to us and uh, thank God we've got people that will go fight for us uh, and defend our freedom so that we can have a goofy election like we're, we got going on right now but anyway let's take a last break and we'll come back and uh, Alan's going to tell us locally what's going on and I'll try to recap the uh, the national scene and you're listening to Start Your Engines on Fox Sports Spartanburg. It's easy to jump on the internet and search for financial information. But what happens when you run into conflicting articles and need to separate fact from fiction? That is where Trent Lancaster can help. Trent is an investment professional at Janie Montgomery Scott, located in the Spartanburg office, who will take the time to answer all of your investment questions. He can help you develop a personalized financial planning strategy with the flexibility to adapt to your changing needs. Trent can also help you with estate planning, setting up trusts, income for retirement, and legacy planning for the next generation. Call Trent today for a complimentary portfolio review by calling 864-585-8282. That's 864-585-8282. Or visit TrentLancaster.com. Janie Montgomery Scott, LLC, member FINRA, NYSE, and SIPC. Man, I need a new car, but I have no idea where to look. Have you tried Impex Pre-Owned at Bowling Springs? Pre-Owned? I'm not looking for something with lots of mileage on it. That's why you need to go to Impex Pre-Owned, because they have a huge selection of new model cars and trucks with low mileage. Well, that sounds great, but i got to stick to my budget. And that's another reason why you need to check out Impex Pre-Owned. New model cars with low mileage at thousands less than you'll find anywhere else. Call Yvette today at 864-327-9297 or check out ImpexPreOwned.com. Impex Pre-Owned. Quality used cars made easy. Image Printing is the only shop in the upstate that prints signage, decals, banners, t-shirts, wide 
format printing, full color paper printing, and offers graphic design services all in-house. And now Image Printing is offering custom t-shirts with no minimum quantity. That's right. Image Printing now offers direct-to-garment printing, which means you can get your design printed on a t-shirt, whether you want one or 1,000. Visit Image Printing at 845 California Ave, across the street from the Spartanburg County Detention Center. Call 864-583-8848. Hey, this is Ryan Cleary. Lately, I've been eating one home-cooked meal after another. I'm talking million-dollar spaghetti, Mexican lasagna, chicken tetrazzini. I can't cook at all, and my wife's a great cook, but she has a full-time job. So neither of us have time to feed our three little ones a home-cooked meal. Many of you listening can relate one way or another. Who has the time? Mama Sue's does. That's right. Mama Sue's on East Henry Street in Spartanburg has homemade meals daily for you to pick up, place an order online, or stop in at Mama Sue's. Also check out their $5 lunch specials. Mama Sue's, open Monday through Friday, 10 to 6. The weather has finally cooled down, and football season is finally here. Whether you'll be tailgating at a game or at the house this season, you'll still need ice. Twice the Ice has 12 convenient ice houses located throughout the county. Twice the Ice is affordable and is never touched by human hands. Get a 10-pound bag for $1.25 or a 16-pound bag or 20-pound bulk for $1.75. And it's available 24 hours a day using cash, credit, or debit card. To find a Twice the Ice location near you, visit SpartanburgWaterIce.org. So what if your roommate, we'll call him Einstein, decides to microwave a metal bowl full of cookie dough and sets your apartment on fire? Yep, State Farm has an agent for that. See State Farm agent Cliff Gobert in Spartanburg for auto, renters, frankly, all kinds of insurance. Cliff's got your back. So call Cliff Gobert today at 597-1200. That's 597-1200. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. Cliff Gobert, State Farm Insurance, East Main Street in Spartanburg. Want to find out what's going on on Fox Sports 1400? Visit our website at SpartanburgSportsRadio.com. We have everything you need, including the all-important Listen Lively. Find it all at SpartanburgSportsRadio.com. I don't know what that is, but uh, I faded right out of it. So I can fade into Allen Hill, and he's going to tell us what's going on locally uh, as we wind down the racing season in the, in the upstate. Well, I guess we're going to call Charlotte locally because they had a lot of racing going on up there this past week at Charlotte Speedway. They had... Uh, the Dirt Nationals up there, and we're going to start off with uh, let's start off with the six oh four late models. First place went to John Ruggiero Jr. Second place went to Kyle Bronson. Third went to Gray Parton. Fourth went to Clay Harris. Fifth went to Cody Overton. In the Street Stock Division, first place went to a local driver ran here, Caleb McLaughlin. Second went to Patrick Lyons. Third went to Ricky Green. Fourth went to Chris Rice. Fifth went to Damian Crump. And the 602 late mile feature, as uh, Mike Kelt was talking about, our young generation coming up, we had a 14-year-old, Colton Terrell, drove his heart out there, uh, won the race, but uh, found something technically wrong with the car, Uh-oh. and uh, they did not give him the win. First place went to a local driver, uh, Brian Mullis, and uh, second went to Seth Wimpley, third went to Austin Mintz, fourth went to Rod Tucker. Fifth went to Dale Timms. And another contra- uh, deal in uh, MMSA, uh, Nick Walker won the race, got protested by second place, the lady driver. They also found something wrong with Nick Walker's car, and first place went to Braden Pruitt. 
Second went to Philip Wilson. Third went to Harley Holden. Fourth went to Sparks Paris. Fifth went to Matt Gilbert. In the UMP Modifieds, first place, Kyle Strickler. Second, Chris Arnold. Third, Nick Hoffman. Fourth, David Streamy. Y'all know David Streamy, don't you? He was around uh, years ago, wasn't he? Yes, he, he was. was. A, he, he had a. He drove for. Uh, he drove for one that was. Di- he was on the Dodge team. Yep, he's driving. He's driving the Modifieds now. Was that Ganassi? Maybe. I think it was Ganassi. Yep. Uh, fifth went. I to, hadn't heard that name in a long time. No, I hadn't either. Dane Davis. Uh, we also in the middle of the week we had the Charlotte. We had the World of Outlaws up there. Morton Buildings. They had a big 50-lap main event up there. They, for this COVID deal, they brought these boys in there in the middle of the week. Qualified, I think, on Tuesday, raced on Wednesday. Then on Thursday and Friday, they brought the sprint cars in up there. And then they were supposed to come in this weekend on Saturday night, bring in the big big block modifieds from up north. But something about their governor up there said, if you go down here, you come back, you're going to be 14-day mm. quarantined. So, but... They had the World of Outlaws there. First place went to Tim McCready. Second went to Ricky Weiss. Third went to Brandon Overton. Fourth went to a local driver, Chris Madden. Fifth went to Dale McDowell. Sixth went to Stephen Roberts. Seventh went to Kyle Strickler. Eighth went to Kyle Larson. How about that? Yep. Kyle moved over to a dirt car for the Rumleys and was fastest qualifier up there. But something about this 50-lap main event. You know, you got to you got to be there to end. Ninth went to Jonathan Davenport. Tenth went to Chad Finley. Now, as far as our local racing going on, about the only place we got around here is going to be Harris today. We got the 602 Late Models. We got the Renegade Stock 8. We got Craig Sportsman. We got the Thunder Bomber. We got Pure Stock. We got Front Wheel Drive Stock. Pits are going to be $30. Stands are 15 Gates open at 1 p.m. Drivers meeting is 3 p.m. Stands is $15 to get in. Uh, kids under 10 get in free. Okay, also, if you don't want to go to Harris, you can go up to Carolina Speedway and watch the Ultimate Super Late Models up there. They that's in Gastonia? Gastonia. Uh, if you want to watch uh, Super Late Models up there, that's the Ultimate Super Late Models. A lot of people follow these boys and their campers and stuff, and but they're going to have a $5,000 race up there at Carolina Speedway. Also on hand, Street Stock Division paying $1,200, Thunder Bomber $600, Pro 4 $600, and the Hornets uh, $500 to win. Stands is going to be $25 to get in there. Pits is going to be $35. Uh, stands open up at 230 Pits open up at 12 o'clock as we're getting off the air. Hot laps up there will be starting at 5 o'clock. Also, at Harris, Harris is doing a deal. We're uh, getting down to the end of this and showing their appreciation for all the racers coming up there. Drivers, get in free today. So uh, if a driver shows up, they also say you got to bring your car. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you know they wasn't going to let that slide. You just can't walk up there and say, I'm a driver and I'm, I'm going to get in yeah. free. you got to be with your car. <laughs> well, no, okay. you got you got to be sitting on the trailer with it. You yeah. come in, they give you you yeah. pass to collect go or whatever. Yeah, what about like Danny. Danny just can't drive up there in his pickup truck and say, you know, I'm a driver. But you just you got to have a car with you to be able to get in free yep. today. 
right. unless you're Rich Bell. I'm going to ask a question. Does David F. still do anything with Carolina Speedway? I think he has a good bit to do with Carolina Speedway. I think, I think he had, a, for a while, had a lot to do with it. Yes, he did. I but he still, he's, I think he still works up there, and he, he had always probably throttled back. You know, here's our crew chief there for a while. Yeah. Good worker. And everybody knows Steve Heinz. I know Steve Heinz has got a parts trailer up there and does real good up there, you know. Yep. Okay. But is that it locally? That's pretty much it locally. We're winding down to the end of it, except we got the Cherokee Speedway in the next couple of weeks, which we'll talk about next week. They okay. got a big blue-gray race coming up. That's uh, That'll be the... You go to that, and you always enter that, don't you? Well, they left us out of this program this year. Oh, that's what you were saying earlier. Yeah, they've they've left us out of this program as far as uh, the super late malls and stuff. They left our division off at at the Blue Grace, so uh, I pretty much tore our race car slam apart. But I've got another one sitting down there at Danny's that we could possibly get ready. Well, boys, I got nine minutes. Well, that, uh, that was good. I, I want to make a... You said you wanted eight, so I give you... <laughs> I give you. <laughs> well, I got to use 30 seconds to tell you this, and this just popped up on my phone since you started talking, and without any comments, because we don't do politics or anything here. No. But the Associated Press has announced that uh, Joe Biden is going to be the 46th president of the United States. He took Pennsylvania. He's got 284 electoral votes. I see it. He only needed 270, so he, he got it... He won it by two touchdowns. Won it by two touchdowns. Well, actually, uh, um, North Carolina, Georgia, Alaska, and Nevada are remain to be decided. But he doesn't. Don't mind no he doesn't need them. He's he's made it. Yeah. Okay, so let's move on here. Um, the Xfinity Series will run today at uh, Phoenix and decide their champion. That race is. I believe at 5 o'clock. I'll get to that in just a second. Nope, I got it right here. Um, and it's at 4 o'clock on the NBCSN, the Desert Diamond Casino West Valley 200. That's a mouthful. Um, and they ran last week at Martinsville with uh, Harrison Burton was the winner. Justin Allgaier was second, so he punched... Uh, um, He's, he's one of the final four. Uh, Noah Cragson was third. Jeb Burton was fourth. So the Burtons were first and fourth. Ross Chastain was fifth. Riley Herb sixth. Chase Briscoe seventh. Michael Annette eighth. Brandon Jones ninth. And Austin Sendrick tenth. As I said, Jeremy Clements finished on the lead lap, had a decent race, and finished 15th. And he will um, finish 13th in the standings. He can't uh, go any higher than that because he didn't make the playoffs. And Alex LeBay is about 44 points behind him. And I don't, I mean, I guess conceivably he could catch him, but I don't, I don't think he will. But we don't know that. Your final four for the Xfinity Series is Chase Briscoe, who won nine races, Justin Allgaier, who won three, Justin Haley, who won uh, three. And Austin Sendrick, who is going to spend one more year in Xfinity for uh, driving for Penske, he had five wins. And those are the four guys that are going to decide the championship in the Xfinity Series. Of course, Chase Briscoe, he's moving up. Is he? He's taking Boyer's place Think so. on the 14 car. So he's moving on up. And um, the uh, qualifying, I have the lineup here, by the way, for the race today. 
uh, Allgaier, Justin Allgaier's on the pole. Briscoe is second. Cindric third. Haley fourth. And those are the top four that are in the playoffs. So they gave them the top four spots. Harrison Burton fifth. Noah Cragson sixth. Russ Chastain seventh. Brandon Jones eighth. Riley Herbst ninth. And Michael Annette tenth. You go down to, uh, you know, it looks to me like they line these up in order of points because um, uh, Clements is starting 13th. So um, that is at 4 o'clock today. I think that's probably the pre-race. But uh, anyway, tune in at 4 o'clock and uh, Xfinity will decide a champion. I skipped over Cup, so we'll go to that right now. And we know that the four, um, well, the race at Martinsville last week was won by Chase Elliott, who punched his ticket. And I think this is the first time Chevrolet has been in the chase, the final four in several years. Um, Ryan Blaney was second. Joey Logano was third. Brad Keselowski was fourth. Kurt Busch, fifth. Alex Bowman, sixth. Eric Almarola, seventh. Clint Boyer, eighth. Kyle Busch, ninth. And Matt DiBenedetto was tenth. Uh, Alan and I were discussing about the uh, the finish of that race when Harvick was trying to catch. I, I'm thinking that they were battling for second. I don't think it was much further back than that. But coming off the fourth turn on the last lap, he needed one point, And he needed to pass Kyle Busch to get it. And he took him out, and um, they didn't uh, get across the finish line before several other cars got by. In fact, uh, Bush and Harvick ended up in 17th place. So, uh, anyway, your final four is Denny Hamlin. Well, in order, uh, Joey Logano with three wins. Chase Elliott had four wins for the season. Brad Keselowski had four, and Denny Hamlin had uh, seven I would think, and he thinks uh, he is the favorite to win it. I know Logano has said that he's the favorite to win it. I'm pulling for the Chevrolet. Uh, the starting lineup for the day, Chase Elliott is on the pole uh, with uh, Joey Logano second, Brad Keselowski third, Denny Hamlin fourth, Ryan Blaney fifth, Alex Bowman sixth, Kurt Busch seventh, Kyle Busch eighth. So they're holding down the fourth row. Clint Boyer in his last race before he goes to Fox to start ninth. And Eric Almarola is 10th. And you got to look way on down here to see Jimmy Johnson with a special all-silver paint job, I believe, on the Ally Bank Chevrolet. It's starting in 26th place. 39-car field. And that will be at Phoenix. Uh, quickly with this other series, Formula One is off this week. They run, I think they're off this week. Yes, they run the Turkish Grand Prix next week in Istanbul, which is... Um, I haven't heard anything about whether that big earthquake they had is going to do anything to uh, to delay or cancel that race. So I will assume they're going to have it. It's an absolute runaway for Lewis Hamilton, who is uh, leading the point standings with his teammate second. Lewis Hamilton has won. Um, <laughs> I mean, he, he has won. Um, looking at it here. Uh, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight. He's won nine races and um, four of the last five. So it's an absolute runaway there. So uh, there's not much to talk about Formula One. They still have several races to go. I will say that... Uh, he did break the record, though. He did break the, re- break the record. I was getting ready to say that. He's got 93 Grand Prix victories. Uh, Michael Schumacher has 91. Of course, he's long since retired. Lewis Hamilton's teammate is second with um, 
53 wins. So you got to go all the way down to see Jackie Stewart and those others. Uh, the WeatherTech Sports Car Series we've touched on. Uh, his, Mike Hill says uh, that um, the uh, Wheeland car probably doesn't have a, it may have a mathematical chance to win a championship with uh, uh, um, Pipo Durrani, who's 12 points back, but it looks like it'll be the Penske Acuras taking that. They will run the 12 hours of Sebring next week, and that will be on television. And quickly, the uh, TV schedule for today, as I said, see, this is something different. This says the pre-race show for the Xfinity race is at 4.30, and the race is at 5, but it is at Phoenix on NBCSN. And then tomorrow, the cup race, it says uh, pre-race at 2, the race is at 3, and that's on NBC. So that's on the big network and looking ahead. Um, there's nothing except the WeatherTech uh, race next weekend, and we'll talk about that next week in Formula One. Uh, we got a minute and a half. Greg, you want to say something? I'm just sick of that, you know, we all here and uh, uh, and having fun and having a good show and got things to talk about, and we, you guys do a heck of a job of keeping notes better than I do. I'll, I, I just have to get my brain working right sometimes, but uh, I think we had always have a good show, and I'm looking forward to next week. We can probably bull around a little bit, you know. Alan, what you got? Should, we should ask Mark Kelton. Uh, I know they'll have a competition caution tomorrow, probably about 35, 40 laps in, but are they going to be any more stages? Or this is just going to be the last, you know. No, I think the, the, they'll, they'll do, still have stages. Yeah, they'll I do mean, the what, stages. What's the use of having a stage for? Well, the final point standings. Well, the final point stands. Winner going to take all. Yeah, but you got to have. <laughs> it, it goes after. There's a second and a third and a fourth and on down the line. No, so. He's always just a winner. Well, that's true. But I heard calling the others the first, second place, the first loser. Yeah. All right. Go. Well, look, that was a good show. I can give you a quick look ahead to next week where we're going to have Bobby Bennett back on to talk some drag racing. We're going to try to get Mark Hauser on the show. And uh, and catch up with him, see what's been going on out in uh, on the West Coast, and uh, been a good show, except for me not recording it. I pushed all the buttons just right, so uh, we appreciate everybody listening. We're gonna do it one more time next week for 2020. Uh, Natalie, get our table ready, and remember, stay away from each other, be nice, and keep it between the fences. You've been listening to Start Your Engines. Tune in each Saturday morning at 10 during the season for the very latest in auto racing news, interviews, and guests from around the sport. To find out more or order Perry Allen Woods books on motorsports, visit McFarlandBooks.com. Start Your Engines has been a presentation of Fox Sports Spartanburg, LLC. All rights reserved. Fox Sports 1400's website is SpartanburgSportsRadio.com. SpartanburgSportsRadio.com. WSPG.